This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekness starts in 3, 2, 1. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of all things good and nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Turnet is really, really great. Forborn. <laughs> Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! Well, I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. So that which, which basically means all the infants are in this tiny little room and I get to play with them. And for some reason, like, every single music toy I had was broken. So I basically spent most of my shift yesterday singing Reindeer Are Better Than People because it was stuck in my head and I couldn't think of anything else to sing. Um, the weirdest part being was when a five-month-old started humming along with me. I've never heard a five-month-old hum, but they, they know the notes very well. <laughs> That is my weird story of the week. I was expecting a lot more on this one. I mean, last time we got to talk about poopy diaper toys and shit like that, and no pun intended. Um, that one wasn't is as it, fun, Naki. Is it intended? I'm going to give that like a 6 out of 10 on the Naki well, story scale. I mean, it's it's been a slow week. I'm not even going to lie. One day I only had seven kids in eight hours. Seven kids in eight hours. Call Guinness. hey Sorry, that was bad. That was pretty bad for you, Chris. Come on. I'm not awake yet, guys. I'm sorry. Up your game here. Up my game? Well, in order to up my game, I'm going to let some... I'm going to push all over to Naki then, so I can prepare for next week then. Um... Uh... That's going to be the entire show. Uh... So so why don't you welcome everyone to the show, Naki? (laughs) Hi. <laughs> Welcome to uh, brought to you by uh. Today's special guest host is Tina Belter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we get more and more professional each week, don't we? Uh, I'm, glad guys, I'm glad you guys are really pulling out all the stops for my triumphant return. <laughs> we are! For those that are paying attention, this is the triumphant return. I've, I now believe the once again, record holder for most guest hosting appearances since we made Anthony a regular host. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Numeric, a.k.a. Were we calling you Odin? We yeah, were. He was Odin. The all-father of ATGN has returned. <laughs> yeah, see, I'd still much rather be Thor, especially because now, now in the Marvel comics, Odin's dead. Now Thor's let's go the all-father. for a comment of, uh... <laughs> <laughs> This uh, is I guess now... live with Naki. Oh God, my dog's attacking me. <laughs> that was the major average of her dog, is what we haven't realized here. So, um, congrats. He thinks you're having a stroke because you're making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> and now Naki is being mounted by her dog. I bet. 
No. Oh, I, I he, he has never mounted me. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's his mating call. He can't help it. <laughs> to be fair, Naki, I mean, what does that say about you? Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, welcome everyone to episode 114 of the All Things Good Nerdy podcast. I'm this never making being... Ryan bacon cookies again. That's what's happening. <laughs> this was recorded. Ooh. Making cookies? Yeah, they're awesome. Making bacon cookies? Making bacon cookies? That's where that tweet came from. Now I'm I had... all upset. I had at my birthday party, I'm prepared to be more upset, because I had at my birthday party yesterday bacon cookies, bacon ice cream, and bacon dip. Mmm, yeah. bacon. And not Good with two out of three of those. You don't yeah. get to feel upset about a, a crass joke that I made, because you had literally an entire room of te- people telling you to take your top off at my party. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> And what what is it with people getting all sensitive and shit? I said a joke on Facebook the other day, and one of our family friends got all fucking in a twist about it. I actually sent out a tweet to everybody. It's like, just a reminder, if you get offended, it's your fault. Get a fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just sad. Like, if you say anything to anybody these days, everything is offensive. It's like, man, fuck you. People are hair triggered to get pissed off about the stupidest stuff in the world. Yeah. It's just the way it is nowadays. It's, it's upsetting it to me. It fucking bugs me. Makes you want to cut a bitch. Ooh, we got a cut a bitch reference. That's the first time in a while. <laughs> Man. That takes me back down memory lane like episode one. Yeah. <laughs> of this show, not of that crappy Star Wars prequel that he loves for some reason. Don't well, forget. Isn't, that, is, isn't that what Obi-Wan Kenobi told fucking Darth Maul? Once this goddamn field drops, I'm a cut of bitch! Just because I have to do it, don't forget you guys can send hate mail to Nightwing at GunnaGeek.com for saying that Episode 1 is better than Return of the Jedi. Nightwing yeah, at GunnaGeek.com. Send your hate mail there. We he, strongly he does encourage. deserve that hate mail. Yes, yes he does. I found, anytime I can stir the pot, that's a good thing. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Naki on that one. <laughs> this is going to be the greatest show ever, guys. Because oh, God, editing... why? <laughs> no, Max, no. Okay, Naki's getting attacked now. Get her! Attack! <clears throat> okay, so looking in the chat room, the draftsman has said, Ryan is back and thus returns my quest to make him cry. I think the only way to do that will be to happen, excuse me, will happen if all pigs go extinct and bacon is outlawed. That would make mankind sad. Yeah, not just not Ryan. Just Ryan. Don't take it out on us. Just Ryan. Yeah, don't don't kill my bacon just because you want to make Ryan cry. <clears throat> let's, because... let's be fair. If if all pigs were to go extinct and bacon, you know, became just non-existent, like we as a people would probably get off our ass and accomplish something. I would make a replicator out of Star Trek so I could still have bacon. As you say, all we as a people would do is figure out how to turn another animal into bacon. We would start eating like hippopotamus or fucking panda or something that would bake up just like pig. Panda's a bad idea because it's in danger. I don't care. We would fucking find them, cook them, and eat them. (laughs) But you you guys just proved my point, though. Like, 
without bacon, we would actually get up off our asses and do something. Like that's we blasphemy. Find a yeah, replacement. Yeah, but you said it like we, we'd, you know, create. like we'd fucking fi- figure out star travel. No, we just figured out a different way to make bacon. No, I think Chris is right in the chat room. He said the world would be like Mad Max if that happens. <laughs> and bring no, on the it would remakes. Be like Chew. But it with would be pork like... products instead of gas. If you all are not reading Chew yet, chicken is outlawed. And Yo, so it would be it would it would be like Chew. So like only chi- outlaws have chicken. I like chicken wings. I love chicken wings. Cause Monday is forty cent wing night. Mm. Not in the world of Chew. Oh, Naki, did you see the Chew Revival crossover? I heard that it was happening. I stopped reading Revival a while ago, and now I feel like I need to. It was an awesome issue. Fucking um, Tony Chu and his cybernetic partner, who I can't remember his name, show up in the town in Wisconsin where Revival's happening. And they refer back to these are the FDA guys that had you know all that power when that whole chicken outbreak thing happened. So they basically put it in continuity that Revival takes place in the same world as Chew after the Chew stuff is basically done. Well, shit. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And what it's a flip book to where one side is drawn by Rob Guillory as if it's a Chew issue, and on the other side it's drawn by Mike Norton as if it's a Revival issue. So you get to see Mike Norton draw the Chew characters, and you get to see Rob Guillory draw the characters from Revival. It's a fucking great flip book. I was say, like, I, I quit Revival probably around issue 13. And no, it was issue 15 because I was just like, this story's taking too long. Like, there was so many issues where I felt like there was nothing happened. Like, literally nothing happened, and I'm paying for it. And I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll just wait for trades. And, it's um, a super in-depth story. I think Tim Seeley sat down and wrote out a Bible for this one before they started putting the book out. I really liked it, but it was like I didn't. I wanted to. I, I just decided I was going to switch to trades, and I just haven't picked up the trades yet. I'm I'm still upset. You guys talking about chicken being outlawed. <laughs> I can't get past that. That might be the one reason you wouldn't like the book Chew then, because it's a world where chicken is outlawed, so only outlaws have chickens. Those in the in the world of Chew, Chris would just be sitting alone in a room filled with bottles of barbecue and. and Buffalo sauce. It would be going, why? Why? <laughs> it would be Kegler's you got, like, gold. You got, like, just, mm. you got, you've got just a, a, a garbage can full of various meats that you just, you're just pouring a little bit of sauce on meat. And it's not the same. No, it's not the same. <laughs> Dog, it's like just duck and turkey and like pheasant corpses all over your uh, your apartment. I don't like this post-apocalyptic world you're describing here. I'm, I'm upset by it. I'm gonna go have chicken wings today just to spite this world you've predicted. There you go. I think I think I think all of us have to. I'm making tomorrow. I'm not leaving the house, but I got chicken ready in the fridge. See, so your mission, everyone watching this show or listening to it later, as soon as you're done, go eat chicken. So this terrible world does not come to be. Can we? We must have our chicken. Can we, everyone, go eat chicken today and take pictures and tweet it at the creators of Chew? Can we make that a thing? As a protest. If we don't believe in your non-chicken world. Your non-chicken world can go fuck itself. I will say, this this entire conversation does have me interested in the series because now my brain's like, why would chicken be outlawed? And please don't ruin it for me. Let me go and read it. 
But I have the first like, two uh, trades, if you want to borrow it, Ryan. I absolutely do. According to, according to Mike in the chat room, I might be okay. He says alligator meat can be a good substitute for chicken meat. There we go. So, now I want to see Chris wrestle Chris. an alligator. Chris, just go ahead and go wrestle yourself down a gator. I've had gator <laughs> before. But, yeah. in, but the real question is, can you make the alligator bacon? Ooh, probably not. I've had black bear mm. bacon. <laughs> black bear bacon made me feel very manly. <laughs> No did shit. You grow, did you instantaneously grow a beard as soon as you consumed the bacon? I did, and then, and then it was so and awkward. probably chest hair. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? Why is this happening? I have a beard. And <laughs> but this bacon is so good. <laughs> so, kids, if Naki has a beard, you know she's consumed black bear bacon. Yes. Mm, yes, it is. Bacon. I suddenly look like a dwarf. So we we should probably end our bacon slash meat talk of the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to I kind of want to talk more meat and meat spin. What? So well, is, what I'm hearing is we're going to rebrand all things good and dirty to all things good and meaty. Yes. All things good and meat. <laughs> this will be the last episode of ATGN. Next week it's ATGM. <laughs> and the M goes mmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, we missed an opportunity, guys. That could have been the April Fool's 2015 cast. <laughs> it still can be. If I think it still can be, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> can we just have ourselves like replaced by pictures of bacon then? <laughs> yes, I think we should do that. <laughs> no, I bacon, think, baconize ourselves. I think everyone needs to grow a full beard and wear flannel shirts and just show up and just be eating meat the entire time. <laughs> Everyone sits down with a rack of ribs, and there's no talking. It's just chewing sounds. No, and no it's got to be actual meat. Ribs are bullshit. No, I make the best ribs, Anthony. You can't do no. too much bacon. work for not enough bacon payoff. Bacon is better. I will show up with a bowl of bacon. Bacon. <laughs> I'm going to talk what, like that the rest what, of the show. What post-apocalyptic nightmare world are you living in where you can't get a decent rack of ribs? Right. Like, I'm, like, sitting here, like... It fine. I'm just... I refuse to do the work. Anthony, I will make you ribs. If you come to Chicago, I will make you ribs. What about me? Fair enough. All right, Chris, I'll make you ribs, too. I'll just have a big-ass barbecue, because I boil my ribs in apple juice for two hours, and then I slow-roast them. With a, a little bit of barbecue sauce. I don't even use that much, but it's like a, it's like You're a tangy barbecue Ryan's sauce. Ryan's rule. <laughs> I'm making them today, Ryan, so if you want to come out, I'm just I'm saying. I'm trying to make the most disturbing yummy noises I can. <laughs> Mike in the chat room has also said, make me ribs, Naki. <laughs> I just have to have a big cookout, because I'm making Coca-Cola chicken today, too. Is that oh. like beer can chicken? It's chicken that's uh, marinated in Coca-Cola overnight, and then slow-smoked. With hmm. spices. Interesting. Why don't hmm. you save that for Fourth of July weekend and do things then? Because next week all cooking out. Well, we we're having a cookout this weekend because everyone's out of town next weekend. I see. That makes sense then. It do indeed. And by we, I mean my family, and I'm just you know telling people to come over because I'm gonna have a shit ton of food. I'm getting <laughs> on the road as soon as the show ends. I'll see you in nine hours. <laughs> I think we have hot dogs, brats, and. Burgers too, if you don't want any of my specialty made foods <laughs> or yeah. my kebabs. And the chat room has been suggesting to one big papa that this should be rebranded as the Gunna Geek Meat Cast. 
<laughs> and Draftsman is informing me that on uh, to move on to other subjects, the Mexico-Netherlands game will be starting soon. So we will stand by for updates from Draftsman throughout the show to see the exciting right, world I of Mexico. I have to Mexico. put this as my profile picture. And just no, so Draftsman knows, soccer sucks. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not poor enough to care about soccer. I care Ooh. about sports that take skill. Ouch. That flopping takes no joking. I actually enjoy soccer every four years, just like every other American in the country. Duh, can't do it. It's like watching paint dry. It's no, a no, bunch no. of people golf. running back and forth. Golf is like watching paint dry. Golf isn't even a sport, so we'll go right there. I'll give you that soccer's a sport. It's like the worst sport, but it's an actual sport. It takes effort. Golf doesn't take fucking effort. Golf is a hobby. Golf every is like I... playing fetch with yourself. Every time I watch, every time mm-hmm. I watch soccer, all I can think is, man, this would be a lot better if, like, if the if the players were playing on ice instead of grass, and if they <laughs> had like sticks that look like reaper scythes, and you know you can't run around on ice, so they'd probably have to put some sort of knives on their shoes in order to move around more effectively. And, th- and to keep them on the ice, you wrap them in a wall that they can slam each other into. Yeah, the field's just way too big. Let's bring it in. Let's make it more intimate so things so people can actually interact, so the players can actually have conversations. I want to see that game. If only that were a sport that I could watch, then I'd have a lot more fun. That would be a type of soccer I would watch. Yeah, that's hockey is the best form of soccer. <laughs> I love hockey. I love hockey. <laughs> Meh. I'm going to put an emphatic meh on it. Meh. meh. You're an emphatic meh. Meh. <laughs> meh. Isn't it, isn't Chris Hansen says sports puck is the way to go. Sports is it puck. an emphatic meh or an emphatic... Uh, <laughs> I can't steal that because that's Naki shtick, not mine. Uh, so I'll let actually, I, stole, I stole it from Tina Belcher of Bob's Burgers, so there. Well, I was going to let you have it. But now that you've given it up... I have. Sucks, dude. Uh-oh. Naki's giving it up. Hey. Uh, I got nothing. No boob window for you. Oh, come well, on. What about window. a boob hat? Boob hat. How about a boob hat over a boob window? Would yeah, you? So, so for those of you guys watching, you might have realized it's been a slow news week, hence the reason we've had meat talking. <laughs> World Cup talk. It has slow not been news. a slow news week. The best news Ever came well, out this week. So why don't we Sounds toss like it to the birthday to boy himself and let him regale us with his news of the week that might be the biggest news of the week that we so, have out of him. I uh, I heard this news and I immediately had to go and have someone pinch me because I have literally had this dream and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't still dreaming. But uh, uh, Kotaku, Variety, a bunch of places are reporting. Uh, Guillermo del Toro released a video on YouTube it was a special message about Pacific Rim. We're getting a sequel, bitches. It's yeah. going to be awesome. It's going to be an actual sequel, not a prequel, which a lot of people thought we were going to get. Uh, however, the comic sh- uh, book is going to continue where the year zero uh, left off. So we're going to have comics, and we're getting an animated series. So happy birthday, Ryan. Forever. <laughs> Love Damn the BFF, right. Guillermo del Toro. So excited. <laughs> So oh, Del Toro. I so cannot. Excited. I cannot wait. More giant robots versus giant monsters is always a good thing. Yeah. There's it's... nothing wrong with this at all. So I like I, 
I, I don't know. We're done, right? That's that's the podcast. <laughs> right, that's the show, guys. Let's uh, yeah, let's go ahead. That was the best news of the week, that's for sure. Man, yeah, I'm emphatically meh on that movie. It was okay. You shut your whore mouth, Chris. Uh, <laughs> hey, there's a real Ryan, shit movie out right Ryan, now, though. Ryan looks like he's gonna kill you. <laughs> Pacific Rim is fucking awesome. Speaking of movies with giant robots, Transformers 4 is absolute shit according to everything I've seen. Duh. Was there ever any doubt at all? <laughs> it's currently sitting at 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, yet it's somehow made like almost $100 million. So well, I've course. lost all faith in mankind. One has nothing to do with the other. Like, I, I was honestly kind of intrigued because I wanted to see Optimus Prime riding a dinosaur, and then I'm like, oh wait, I can just turn on Beast Wars. Yes. It's still a giant summer blockbuster that kids are going to fucking force their parents to go see and stuff's going to explode. So you can still eat a bag of popcorn and watch it just as long as you don't expect any story. You're going to see Plus, a bunch of shit explode and a bunch of robots that you can't tell the difference of fighting. Let me provide so an update right now. It is what it is. It's Rotten really good. Tomatoes has Transformers 4 at a 17% as of our recorder. Plus, you, go, you know, you go see it in Omnimax, 3D, whatever. It's like $25 to go see it in that. <laughs> Those are the the prices are a little expensive. That's why we don't go to the movies any very often anymore. It's just like unless we're dying to see that movie. I'm not going to the movies again until August first, I think it is. August first. I'm right. Well, it'll probably be um, August second, but whatever. We need to see Twenty Two Jump Street still, and then we'll yeah. probably be on break until Guardians. And I've been waiting for Chef to come to Morgantown, but it hasn't, so I can't see Chef yet, even though I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I'm waiting for 22 Jump Street to pop into our dollar theater. I, I, like, I like the first one, so... I wish we had a dollar theater. I haven't seen the, the first one. The first one was great. I just I can't pay full, like, $8 matinee prices even for a comedy. There's no reason to see a comedy on the big screen, really. It's just true. as funny on Netflix. That is um, also true. I actually... I got into a discussion with someone about that very issue, and there there is a reason to go see a comedy in a theater, but that's only if you're the type of person who likes laughing with a crowd. Yeah, it's, it's that's a, true. It's there. a distinct like you know I I I wouldn't want to go and pay the money for it, but there is a specific like I want to go see uh, Dumb and Dumber two in a theater. Because I loved the trailer when that was released, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think seeing that with a crowd is going to be is going to enhance the experience, I guess. Uh, it's I bad. I, mean, I haven't even wanted to watch the trailer on that yet. Like I, I so don't care. I think it's a sequel that's ten years too late. Well, they they they, they tried that sequel, Dumb and Dumber. -er. Yeah, so, the younger versions of them. I think that just turned me off to any sort of sequel that might have happened. And or I watched about half an hour of that, mm -hmm. like, basically one time on accident, just flipping channels. And the one thing I will say about that movie is the kid that plays the younger Jim Carrey was fucking amazing. Because that kid can act his ass off. He looks like he stole some of Jim Carrey's DNA. Like, that kid is creepy like him. But yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good movie. But yeah, he's creepy. <laughs> Let's see. What are we missing in the chat room? Draftsman said, "Happy birthday, Ryan! You kaiju loving motherfucker." <laughs> He's a kaiju uh, fanboy. 
you, you, the sheep people just need a cool, dark place to sit in a hot summer day, is what Draftsman said in reference to some of these movies. That's true. That, that'll that'll put you know fifty million dollars in Transformers' pocket. <laughs> Anthony just stole air conditioning. Scotty Too Hotty says Anthony stole my line. Tell him to shut his whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Pacific Rim is fucking awesome, Chris. If you don't like Pacific Rim, you don't like fun. Like, quite literally, you don't like fun. Because that's what that movie is. It's it was an okay fun. movie. It wasn't great. It was okay. I didn't say it was great. It was fun. Everyone's right. overhyped it so much. I think it's part of the problem. I was like, oh my god, it's so good, it's so good. Then when I finally watched it, I was like, meh. It knew exactly what it was. Like, that's why I liked it so much, is because it yeah. knew exactly what it was. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro did not put any pretension in that script. It wasn't trying to be anything but a movie where giant robots punch giant monsters. Yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> I have I have a couple. Well, they, they used to be my friends. They're not my friends anymore, obviously. But I had a couple pe- people I knew once tell me that they didn't like it because they didn't think the story or the characters were very strong. And I was like, Did you go into the movie expecting Schindler's yeah. fucking list? Like, were you <laughs> expecting there to be an Oscar nomina- nomination performance from someone who's trying to get refugees away from these giant monsters? No. Giant robots punch giant monsters equals great fun movie that is great for everyone that no one should not watch. Yeah, sadly, people can't see directors doing different things. And if you expect Pan's Labyrinth every time you go to a Guillermo del Toro movie, you're going to be disappointed. Because he wasn't making a new Pan's Labyrinth with robots. He was making his version of a Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer, shit-blows-up summer blockbuster film. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what he made, and it was fucking perfect. Yeah. On, uh, on top of that, though, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark is a Guillermo del Toro movie. That was a remake of a TV film. I give him a pass on that one. That one fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. But it was a remake of a TV movie. How, how much can you really do with that? That's true. <laughs> but still, he, he should have just left that one alone. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Meh. <laughs> 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 I'll beat you to death with a slab of bacon, Chris. Mmm, bacon. <laughs> death by bacon. That way you'll drool as you die. <laughs> no, if we're gonna kill, if we're gonna kill um, Chris with with bacon, we gotta do the bacon log. The bacon explosion. The bacon explosion. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Go Google that if you guys haven't seen it before. It's uh, fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it uh, is. I need that a, thing I need has a made it on this show, what, four times now? Probably. Should I need a creepy picture of Chris for Photoshop reasons. While she's going <laughs> Facebook. I'm sure there's one there somewhere. The conversation has drifted away from Pacific Rim News for uh, more than more than 30 seconds, so I'm going to go ahead and bring us back into the fold. Do it, Ryan. Do it. <laughs> um, have you guys read uh, the Pacific Rim Year Zero prequel comic? I have not. It's, no, uh, I need just to get added it. it to my Amazon wish list because it came and went, and I don't think it was actually even ordered at my LCS, sadly, so I never yeah. saw it there. I, I was happy enough to stumble upon it at my, my local comic store, uh, Third Coast Comics in Chicago, by the way. Give them a little plug. Um, and uh, I scooped it up, and I read it like three times in a row. It's very, very well done. Um, you, you have to have liked the movie and want to know a little bit more about what happened before the movie starts. But uh, it's, a, it's a really cool story about how the Jaeger program got started and, and kind of um, told in a style similar to the, um, 
uh, World War Z books where it's, you know, someone going and getting testimonials from all of these different people and kind of putting the story together from different people's perspectives. Um, so the fact that they're going back to the, the uh, announcement about Pacific Rim 2, the fact that they're going to continue the comic is actually really exciting because they've established that they can do a really solid giant robot fighting alien monster comic series, so I'm looking forward to it. Nice. I, I was going to pick it up, but like the only version that I could find was like $35 at my comic shop. I'm like, I love Pacific Rim. I don't have that. <laughs> Well, if you want, go on Comixology right now. It's nineteen ninety nine, which is not too bad for one hundred and four pages. No, that's not bad. That's that's a good sized book. Or yeah. you know, watch for one of their sales when they do their trades on sale. Comixology every once in a while, you know, you might be able to get it for seventy five or or seventy five percent or half off. Yep. I can also let you borrow it, Naki. I'm more than happy to lend it out. <laughs> We could do a trade. I'll give you Chew, you, you give me Pacific Rim. Back <laughs> like within two or three days, so he could read it again. So right now, you can get it on Amazon for fourteen dollars and twelve cents. That's not bad at all. The problem is, is that Ryan and I live technically. It should only be like twenty minutes away from each other, but in actuality, with Chicago traffic, <laughs> it's about an hour and a half away from each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Depending on when you drive it. There is a thing called no, U.S. Postal Service. That's also true. But, it, I mean, it literally doesn't matter what time I drive. It will take me... Like, yesterday, I left there. I left your guys' place at, what, 11.30? I got home at quarter to one. So... Good gravy. <laughs> Dang. does not matter when I drive. It's always an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, part of that's because Chicago only ever has two seasons, winter and construction. So Basically. Yep. You just described most of West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. But I guess I'll, I'll revert back to doing some news now. Because, again, like I said, slow news week, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can keep talking about Pacific Rim if we want. No, we'll, we'll leave that as our transition between the <laughs> stories. We'll let you have your Pacific Rim talk. Uh, Roberto Orkide was talking about Star Trek Three in a podcast. He's going to be writing slash directing it. And he said that, finally, we're going out into space in the third movie. It won't be two origin movies. We'll finally be in the five-year mission in the middle of space being honest-to-God Star Trek. So, my take on this, about fucking time. I don't care anymore. I fucking loathe the second Star Trek reboot movie. <laughs> I literally don't even care anymore. I tried watching, because uh, Into Darkness is now on Netflix. I'm like, alright. Shit, don't do it. I, well, no, here's the thing. is I'm like, alright, you know what? I'm paying for Netflix. I might as well fucking try this movie. I got about 30 minutes in and I turned it off. I'm like, no. No. Wow. No. I guess I'm the only one that likes the J.J. Abrams Star Treks. I fucking love them. No. The first one is good. The second them. one, not good. I love the second one. Boy, boyfriend loved uh, loved it. If you love uh, the just... second one, you should go home and watch Wrath of Khan, and you'll see that that's a much better movie versus this one that pretends oh, yeah. to be Wrath of Khan, but then is like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing any homage to Wrath of Khan. We're yeah. not giving... <laughs> Why is everybody a white guy in space? I, I really... <laughs> oh, come on. If you'd watched more than 30 minutes, you would have known that they introduced the black people in space in the second <laughs> film. Yes. They made it to the Klingon planet, and honestly, the Klingons look fucking badass in J.J. Abrams' world. Those nah. face fucking helmets were fucking cool looking. So, I liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. I have, I have, I like, 
elements of both the first and second one. Um, I think J.J. Abrams very clearly showed in both those movies that he wants to make Star Wars movies, <laughs> not Star Trek movies. He wants to make fun, action-filled romps that, you know, you are, you're caught up in, in the fantasy and the characters, and Star Trek has that, but Star Trek also has, a, and, and has had for many, many years now, a dedication to science and plausibility for the most part, and the um, optimism of mankind in space is Star and Trek. And the optimism of mankind in space. And that's that does not those elements of the Star Trek story do not come through in Abrams films. And that's not necessarily that's not a knock against them. It's just one of those things like it's a different interpretation. It doesn't come through, that's they're true. not there. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. give you that. So I, I you know, I like elements. I really like you know, I love a lot of the design. I love a lot of the the visuals of how how you know. I love how the Enterprise looks. I love how the love the casting. Looks. The casting is great. The costumes are great. Fucking um, Admiral Robocop. That was some yeah. good shit. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, uh, I Carl Urban. I don't want to say Keith Urban. That's a country singer. Carl Urban. Yeah. Um, Carl Urban. It, I, I'm still convinced that at some point he performed some form of black magic to raise the spirit of DeForest Kelly and consume Seems its power like it. because yeah. he's amazing as McCoy. Um, but and I really I, like the, the It's only him and uh, Zachary Quinto. They're the only ones that are really doing the same character. Like, everybody else is doing kind of a version, but those two like have inhabited the souls of the characters from the previous actors. I, yeah. I do want to let you know, Anthony, you're not alone. Steven, Big Papa John Drew, has enjoyed both the Star Trek reboots as well. Ha-ha! Chris Hansen, he Me said... Me and one top Canadian. All right. Chris Hansen said he liked both reboot films when they were called Wrath of Khan. <laughs> and then Neil has said he watched Wrath of Khan right after Into Darkness and then cried a little. <laughs> See, my, my biggest problem with the casting was Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan. No, no, he's not Khan. Remember, J.J. Abrams told us that for years before the movie came out. Yeah, yeah okay. Anyway, so Benedict Cumberbatch is, is Khan. <laughs> that that bothered me, like, on, so, on many levels. Like I, I, like, I know he was just hired because it's Benedict Cumberbatch and, you know, butts, whatever. But uh, there's just so many things wrong with him being Khan to me. <laughs> Like, he looks like, like a fucking otter. First off, he looks like an otter. Second off, <laughs> he's not Asian. Third off, he's an otter. It, it was disappointing to have a con whose chest was not made out of rich Corinthian leather. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> what 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 Benedict Cumberbatch is not is like world renowned sexy. He's got oh. a very you know a solid geek trend of women that think he's hot, but fucking Ricardo Montalban. Ooh, sex. Yeah, I mean it's Ricardo <laughs> Montalban. Come on, Ricardo you weren't sure if Con caught if if Con caught Kirk if he was actually gonna fight him or fuck him because that that man was just sexy. Ricardo Montalban oozed sex in the Naked Gun films. It's yep. true. It's <laughs> the man true. was amazing. The man was amazing. Yeah. So so Stevens brought up a good point here about our bitching in Star Trek. He goes, I think that people need to realize the franchise is dead and that this is a reboot. It needs to be different. It's like how TNG was quite different than the original series. Changes had to happen. Yeah, but it was still faithful to the spirit of Star Trek when that happened. We didn't just be like, oh, explosions in space, war, war, kill, kill, death, destroy. No That's good true. All, all the other previous updates, 
you know, original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, it all kept kind of more in line with the original Gene Roddenberry view of science exploration and, you know, like, yeah, the the expansion of humanity with, with hopeless, hopefully us not being assholes. And J.J. Yeah. Abrams has basically made two action films that he filled with Star Trek characters. Now, I will give Steven a point here to say that Deep Space Nine didn't get good until it became kind of a, a war morality play or whatever when the Dominion invasion happened. And then there were questions of morality associated with things that Cisco did. There's there's one episode of Deep Space Nine where he more, he grapples with the moral issues of tricking the Romulans into joining the war and whether he should do it or not. And it's fantastic. Nice. And that's because of Ron Moore, but that's beside the point. Yeah, and so Stephen makes a really good point. I mean, it is a reboot. It does it does have to be different to an extent, and there there are people who love those movies, and there's a whole new generation of fans who are like that's going to be their entrance into Star Trek. Yep. And in their and, head, when they think of Captain Kirk, they're going to think of Chris or Chris Pine, and yeah. not William Shatner. And I don't necessarily think that that's, that's just... a bad thing, but I will say that I'm super happy all of Star Trek is on Netflix so that any kid who's like, man, I really love those movies, I want to go back and watch the old stuff, can easily access all that old stuff and kind of see where the roots are and see what the differences are and, you know, form No, No joke, when I went and saw In the Darkness with my girlfriend, we were sitting there, I was like, man, Wrath of Khan's so much better. And she's like, I haven't seen it, is it good? And I go, yeah, it's it's the real story of Khan. And so we went home and watched Wrath of Khan. She was like, holy crap, that's better than this movie. I was like, I know, right? Yeah, I got the wife to watch it, and even she enjoyed it. And she's not huge on usually the type of sci-fi that I like. She's more of a Sharknado fan. But Ugh. yeah, she 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 enjoyed Wrath of Khan. And Chris is talking about uh, Star Trek in the Darkness. Chris Hansen, he goes, Khan Noonien soon is the most dangerous man I've ever encountered, attributed to Old Spock, that quote. And then Chris's response, wait, that's Khan? Whitey McWhiterson? <laughs> His name is Khan, but he's so white. <laughs> That's true. They did make Cumberbatch even more pale to show that he'd been in space in a popsicle for a while. Like, they actually took what little pigment he has from walking the streets of London for Sherlock and, like, sucked it out of him. Well, and they also cured the death. <laughs> damn near. The boy was damn near translucent. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, if you, if you ever want to see some of the best criticisms of it, there's that web series. It's called How It Should Have Ended. The one for Star Trek and the Darkness is brilliant. Because they're like, oh, we're going off on our mission. Like, oh, there's no reason to do that. We have these super space transporters you guys invented in the first one that transports you across the galaxy. And he goes, oh, well, I guess we should go out there and defend Starfleet. Defend Starfleet? You guys cured death. We don't need to do that. And he holds up a vial of Khan's magic blood. <laughs> and they bring in Han Solo and shoot him, kill him, and bring him back to life. <laughs> That's awesome. It's fantastic. I, I did like. Um, I I just want to point out just one of the things that I re did really enjoy about the film is I it, it was it was super corny and uh, I loved it anyway. I loved how they switched Spock and Kirk. Yeah. From the original uh, Wrath of Khan, like it was it was an I, I I thought it was kind of an interesting way to do an homage, and I I really liked that twenty minutes of the movie a lot. See, for me, that struck them of more trying to be like, oh, we're just inspired by Wrath of Khan, but we're not really Wrath of Khan because, you see, we killed Captain Kirk instead of Spock. I think it worked, yeah, though, because of the way... If you look at the script from the first one and what they led had everything that had led up to that situation, I think it worked really well for the writers. By comparison, you know, with the original Wrath of Khan where you had the whole series of Spock and Kirk becoming friends 
and leading up yeah. to that, you know, wicked fucking death scene that's just amazing. And this one, it was in a much shorter t- amount of time between the two characters, but I think they wrote it extremely well for what leads up to that scene happening and Kirk making that sacrifice. That's fair. Yeah, whether you like that movie or not, I think that part at least was it written extremely well. And like mm-hmm. Ryan said, if you know, a lot of people complain that the old Star Trek, especially the older Star Trek, is really boring. If you really like action films, if you're much more of a Star Wars type fan, a lot of the Star Trek political stuff, the intrigue, a lot of that can be boring to people, depending on what type of sci-fi you like. So that just makes me think that fucking now that JJ is actually doing a Star Wars film, if we can make Star Trek as fun as Star Wars, then Star Wars should be fucking amazing. Yeah, that's a good point. Or he's Jar Jar Abrams forever. He better not fuck it up. <laughs> Jar Jar Abrams. I mean, there's no pressure on him or anything. I mean, it's Mm-mm. just Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that that boy's got a gun at the back of his head right now. Whoa. I mean, I mean, he honestly, there's no winning for him. I feel, I like, part of me feels kind of bad for him because there's no winning for him. There's going to be people that hate it. No matter of course. What, there's going but, to be people that hate it. <laughs> I also think that it's it's not a there's it's a win-win situation. If no matter what someone's going to hate it, but no matter what if he completes the next Star Wars film basically without George Lucas, so no one can blame Lucas for it, he can say, "Hey, I made my Star Wars." That puts him you know, on a very short list of directors that is, you know, there's some amazing names on that list and some people that have turned out some good films. You know, some of them had more influence than George Lucas than others did. But, I mean, either way, he gets to join a canon of people that's a very limited crew, that's a very awesome fucking crew of directors. Yeah. That is also true. I think he's, I, I feel like he's, he, he just owns too much of, of, not owns, but is too much of the sci-fi franchise world right now, I think, though, too. So you're waiting to see J.J. Abrams redo a Western? I, I, you know, he doesn't have to redo anything. He can just, you know, fucking do something. <laughs> can, you, can you grime up a lens flare? <laughs> Lightsaber lens flare, I'm calling you it. You can have lens flares come off of uh, really shiny pistols. J.J. So, Abrams yeah. could do the Gunslinger series. But there's yeah. one thing that can't have lens flare, the reflection of the Millennium Falcon, because it's a rusty hunk of junk. Mm-hmm. No lens flare. polish one of the satellite dishes. Yeah. There's going to be lens flare on the, on the Millennium Falcon. It's going no. to happen. No, you shut your whore mouth. There'll be scenes of Chewie windexing the cockpit glass. Sorry, that was inappropriate. <laughs> so that it'll fucking have a lens flare off of it. Because they got to clean the glass because it's too dirty. Chris in the chat room said J.J. Abrams' next film is a reboot of Gunsmoke. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that before I would pay to see fucking TMNT. All I'm saying. Yeah. Now you're making right. me sad again, too. <laughs> oh, God. Has anybody else seen... Okay, besides the Shredder image that we posted last week, did anybody see some of the turtle images they posted? No, I'm avoiding that movie, period, so I don't yeah, cry. I, okay, I watched so the, the new trailer, the the rocket-shooting, returning sword blades. Yeah. yeah. fuck that movie. Yeah, we got that. Uh, Donatello... <laughs> now has all sorts of, like, scientific equipment coming off of his head, but it doesn't really make any sense because they're, like, little magnifying glasses on his eyes, and I'm like, why? Yeah, he's basically (laughs) wearing, like, a headset that looks like the, what was it, the troll goggles from Hellboy 2? Yeah, like... It's 
it's to identify guys, Donatello guys, as Guys, why are you why are you guys doing this to yourself? Why are you punishing yourselves <laughs> no, by looking at this? No, someone posted it, to, or someone <laughs> sent it to me, and they're like, "Here, you'll find this funny." And I'm like, no, I find this angering. Okay, that, that sounds like something that? I would have done just to piss you off, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because all of this is going to go on also later today in the next element, because me and Colin are doing our remake reboot cast. So we're going to talk <laughs> about basically every franchise that's been remade, rebooted, all the ones that are coming. Like, they're talking about redoing It. Fucking yep. Stephen King's It. Who's the actor that has the balls to step into the Pennywise makeup and think they can do a better job than Tim fucking Curry? Tim Curry? Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> is Pennywise the Clown. Oh, God. Take just a single second of your life to imagine Benedict Cumberbatch in any clown makeup and tell me that you haven't peed your pants just a little bit. That, that would be a little scary. Chris Benedict brought up a good way. talking about how we all float down here. Chris Hansen brought up a good way in the chat room of how to enjoy the TMNT trailer. He goes, I feel like when I close my eyes and listen to only the sound, it actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> Just the sound. Yeah. If you don't, actually don't, because the sound still offends me. Even the sound offends me. Because when Leonardo jumps off that water tower and his three to four hundred pound bulk fucking slams on the concrete and breaks the bricks under his feet in front of April O'Neil, that tells me he's not a fucking ninja. Yeah, he's not a fucking ninja. <laughs> he's a fucking 400-pound Hulk with a fucking shell on his back. He's Leo Smash. Yeah, Leo <laughs> Smash. They're fucking Hulks. They're 400-pound samurai Hulks. They're not ninjas. This is the opposite of ninja. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, if you crush brick when you land on it, you are not a motherfucking ninja. Let's you make this tank. completely opposite of what it should actually yeah. be. Go. Let's make it <laughs> as big and just loud as we can. <laughs> Let's add some explosions, guys. Some gunfire. Yes. Michael Bay explosions. Boom. So, yeah, that, oh. That, the, the image of that suit, though, with the sword shooting out of Shredder's arms, flying around the room, and then returning to the suit. That is some of the... That's got to be the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. We were... Uh, in in my kids... In, in the room that I work in, in the, in the kids' room, um, we have the first five episodes of the 1987 uh, Ninja Turtles animated series. Awesome. Which the kids love. They watch it all the time. Which means I get to watch it all the time. Which I'm totally fine with. But, um... Shit, what was I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> the cold medicine, it's getting to me. Um, no, there's a reason I brought this up. What was I going to say? I have no idea. I, I totally lost it. You're with the kitties, you're watching the Ninja Turtles episodes, and go. Uh, <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> so what we've learned here is that Naki can't remember the story she was telling as she was telling it, and that's awesome. As she was telling it. See, that's what happens when your train of thought has a train wreck. <laughs> explosions. She had oh, a big Michael oh, Bay explosion. I remember. Wreck. Now I remember. So the Foot Clan in 
in the original in the original 1987 series. Now, I don't think this was true towards the comics because I know that they kiddified it for the for the series. But the Foot Clan was all robots. Now, I don't know if they're yeah, doing no. that. In the original for- comics, they were people. It was a joke on based on Marvel's The Hand Ninja Clan. So Eastman and Laird's is a joke called "There's the Foot," but they were real humans that Leo like lopped fucking heads off and Raphael stabbed. That's they right. They were actual okay. people that they were killing. Okay, yeah, well... The original the, Turtles kids, the original all red-head banded Turtles in the comics, if you go back and read the old school shit, they killed ninjas all yep. day, every fucking day. Yep, and there wasn't no, a shredder in the background going, them turtles, get them turtles! <laughs> <laughs> nope, it was just people in purple pajamas running from ninjas yes. killing them. Well, in the in the TV series, they were they were robots because you know it was kidified, and I think yep. for this reboot is that the Foot Clan is back to robots. Really? It's Michael Bay, probably. It's Michael Bay, and we had a lot more gunfire and explosions, so I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting robot Foot Clan again. So continuing back on that <laughs> robot theme, Chris is asking the chairman, goes, "But hey, robot shredder means no white raw shredder. Hopefully, right? Right? Yes, I don't know about that because I think." <laughs> Um, what's his name? The guy from um, Prison William Break Fitchner. is still listed as Shredder. Yeah, he's, listed. Yeah, he's, he's Shredder. I think it's I think it's possible that there's multiple Shredders in like the corporation or whatever. But yeah, it's 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 still it. We don't have no Amato Yoshi and that storyline. There's no way we yeah. can have that storyline with Whitewash Shredder. They are. It's kind of cool how they're using all the motion capture and stuff on set to do the bodies. But I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean, they could make them look a lot cooler, but God, why did they give them noses? Like, it's they literally they look like Shrek. They're well, I mean, Shrek you, with turtle shells. Teenage Mutant Ninja Shreks. Yeah. Sorry. Well, if you um if you watch the current series, each turtle has a different like they have the you know each the colored bands, but each turtle has a very different facial, um, like facial thing to like keep them separated. Like Michelangelo has freckles. Uh, Donatello has a tooth gap. Um, Raphael, what is Ra- I think Raphael has a scar, and Leo Leo has an unblemished face. I guess that's the only way you could say it. Um, but I mean at, that I thought was an interesting way to like distinguish the turtles if they wanted to go back to the all red bands. You know. But did but, they do those? Did they add those facial ticks and then actually go back to the all red bands, or did they? No, they the didn't. Colors? They kept they they kept the colors, but you know it's a kids show, so I can yeah. I can. I give the kids show far more leniency than I do this fucking ex- Michael Bay diarrhea shit that's coming. So, <clears throat> well, the problem is, yeah, with the kids show, we give it more leeway because they've rebooted the Turtles cartoon so many times, and it becomes kind of an expected thing. It's like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man movie franchises. We know they're going to do another Turtles in ten well, years that, from now. There's going to be another Turtles. Well, that, it's that, just see, the movies we were expecting more. There, I think there's that's a lie our with problem. The, that's the lie with the TV series because I'm sorry, but Venus de Milo originated in a TV series, and that series just makes me cry. She doesn't exist anymore, though. Turtle boobs. Turtle boobs. Yeah, for turtle those who don't know, it was the boobs. it was the the female turtle. And apparently, when they sat down at the writers' room, they couldn't think of a female artist from the Renaissance, so they named the character after an actual work of art instead of after an artist. Which that was what I found was the saddest part about that character was they couldn't nail down one female artist from the Renaissance name. Did they, did to they not use. have Google? Apparently not. I mean, it, in in all fairness, there's very few extremely you know 
popular pieces of artwork done from that era that were done by female artists because there weren't many female artists being paid by patrons to make art. Art was something that men did at that time. But they do still exist. <laughs> yeah. It was Holy just one that. of those, like, yeah, it was, that was a series that made everybody die a little inside. Um, uh, looking but, in I mean, the chat room, Plus Snakin, or I think a take on Snake Plissken has never watched cartoon much, only enjoyed the movies. Chris Hansen said, in the cartoons, they all look different, but alike enough to be siblings. Eastman had one rule for the IDW Comics reboot, and all in caps, no Venus to Milo. Venus to Milo. Nice. <laughs> he hated that character. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah. I think even us, they were like, well, we gotta make a female turtle for the little girls, and all of us little girls went, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of those, like, yeah, trying to gender wash part of a story, and I think that was one of the biggest failures ever. According to Chris, he said Eastman, he said they could do whatever they wanted with anything from the history of the Turtles, but not that. <laughs> nice. Well, That's it's hilarious. sort of like, if you, if you introduce a character like Venus de Milo, doesn't that sort of uh, uh, downplay characters like April O'Neil? Yes. No. Like, April, I don't and, think April was even in that series, was and she? And if you want to reach way back, Irma as well. Aw, nice. Irma. Good pull. <laughs> yeah, well, good Google. I need to go watch my old school VHS Turtles, Turtles tapes today. That's what I need to do. I loved Irma. Now I want to cosplay as Irma. You should do it. <laughs> do you guys know, like, legit, uh, the lesson that I learned, that the, the lesson I remember taking away most from um, the original Ninja Turtles cartoon is that, uh, and, this, and this may be skewed by time, so correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly... Irma really dug Donatello. As everybody that should. Taught, that, that taught me that brains matter. It, it's, it's important to be smart. Chicks will dig you if you're smart. <laughs> uh, that is the most important life lesson that you just learned. Nice. <laughs> Chris in the chat room, he said April never showed up on that show, and Irma is in the new cartoon. Nice. So I do need to check out the new one. It's actually pretty decent. I actually, I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, Donnie was always my guy. When I actually started martial arts training, my chosen weapon that I choose to learn was the bow staff. Nice. I'm a Leo girl. So, I realized it's actually, now yeah, like... The, the, the only one that I got of the new ones sitting on my desk. <laughs> nice. Rockin' Donnie. Nice. I got, I got these on my desk because they're awesome. Those aren't turtles! But the, <laughs> they're, they're arrow. They are cool, but they're not yeah. turtles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have I have Finn's golden sword from Adventure Time. I was expecting a Pacific Rim thing. And the Adventure Time. Oh, those are all over my bed, actually. <laughs> there's, I, there's, there's so many jokes, jokes can be made right there, and I'm not going to. So oh, just your your Oso your Oso understandable girlfriend. She's such a nice person. <laughs> We've got, uh, oh, what does she have over, so we've got two shelves over our bed. I've got uh, Pacific Rim, uh, Kaiju, and Jaegers on my side, and she's got all of her, like, Okami memorabilia on her side. I was going to say, is her Sailor Moon stuff on that side, on her side? No, her is Sailor Moon. Is that the weird Japanese dog? Yeah. Okay. From the, the, I thought the, I knew the, that word, but I wasn't positive. Yeah, it's from the, the PS2 video game, um... No, uh, Naki, the, uh, her Sailor Moon stuff is on the left side of the TV opposite all of my Godzilla stuff, which is on the right side of the TV. 
Gotcha. <laughs> Touche. Uh, it's okay, wonderful. So Their I'm apartment at, is wonderful. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock right now. We're normally about five minutes away from closing right now, and I didn't toss to, to either Naki or Anthony for any of their news of the week. So did you guys have anything real quick you would throw out there that we can stir the crowd up with? I, I can do mine real fast. Uh, Josh Trank in an interview, I guess they're saying that uh, the new Fantastic Four reboot is going to have that found footage feel. I think we were talking about earlier where you know a director can't change their style. Josh Trank did Chronicle. I love Chronicle. It's the most original found footage movie since VHS, and it was fucking amazing and well done. But the idea that just because Chronicle was a found footage movie that they have to have the feel of found footage in a superhero film, I find ridiculous. Let the fucking kids stretch. Let them do something different. I think it might be the first time I really, really hate a Marvel film as if it's there's found footage of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that, but it's not a real Marvel film. That's a stupid idea. Eh, it, it's half a Marvel film. Yeah, touche. Yeah, they, they actually put, whoever they talked to, who is it, Watts? President Emma Watts of Fox Production. It's Josh, so it can't not have that feel, Watts tells The Hollywood Reporter. That's his talent, and that's what he does. Really? Like, he's a director. If anybody doesn't think a director can stretch, look at Kevin Smith. Lots of people hate his films. But you can't look at Dogma and Mallrats and then tell me that the same person made Red State. No, you can't. It's fucking amazing how much he changed his style for one film, and now we're getting a horror film out of him in Tusk. Directors can stretch. They can learn. And Josh Trank is like, what, like 26, 27? He's a fucking child. I hate this guy. He was born in 1985. He's, he's born in 28. 28. Yeah, so he's a little kid. He did five episodes of The Kill Point. Off of that, he did Chronicle. From Chronicle on his IMDb page, he's filming Fantastic Four, the rumored Fantastic Four sequel, and the untitled Star Wars standalone project. He's getting to do three gigantic blockbuster films all because Chronicle was awesome. I don't think all three of those movies are going to be found footage films. He's a fucking, he's a director. Let him, he can do something different. I mean, is anybody going to go see a Star Wars film that's found footage? The I'm nerd world would lose their fucking mind. I'm not going to go see a Fantastic Four film that's found footage. I, I almost want to say that I won't, but simply because Michael B. Jordan's in it, I fucking love that kid. He's so good, and he was amazing in Chronicle with fucking Josh Trank. So we know they can work together and put good shit on film. And sadly, I, I haven't missed a Marvel film since Blade 1, so I have to go see this. I might so regret it, but I'm going to go see it. Uh, one Stephen Big Papa John Drew has uh, photoshopped a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles picture just for uh, our viewing and laughing pleasure, and let me share it with you right now. It's in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those listening to the podcast, he has put my face under Michelangelo's bandana. With look, the, look, look, it's just a mask. It's just, it's a, just mask. a mask. It's okay. <laughs> and, you, and you're still wearing your glasses underneath. That's the yes, best part. And, and glasses underneath the bandana. So, uh, kudos to you, Stephen. Well done. Well done, sir. With the quickness. What's the what? Uh, well, that was my news of the week. Naki, did you have anything? Um, my news of the week is that they revealed a new Doctor Who trailer. It is coming out on August 23rd, I believe the Doctor date is. Doctor Meh. Um, well, Ouch. basically, it looks... It looks like the Doctor is going back to being a badass, and there will be less kissing, which I will be so excited <laughs> for. I'm sorry, 
the last season of Doctor Who was literally the worst thing to ever appear on TV, and I'm like, I really didn't want to go back to it, but I'm like, part. I'm just curious as to how um, the new Doctor is, so I'm gonna see it. But it looks like it's going to be back to the original like science and you know what it was. You know, I saw the promo image. It does. He does look like a badass. He looks more like a badass. He looks more serious. It's less of this goofy doctor and more of the what the first doctor was with you know with the seriousness with the science with everything that it originated from. I really now, really like that we have an older doctor again. I do too. But and and speaking of going back and watching things on Netflix for those that don't know besides the uh, Doctors 9, 10, 11, they went back and added all the classic Who on Netflix Instant Q as well. So you can yes. quite literally go back and watch 60 years of Doctor Who on Netflix right now. Yes, you can. <laughs> Whenever I think of doing that, all I can think of, and this is another deep cut for you guys, all I can think of is the episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Lisa each get $100 and Bart says he's going to get 100 tacos for $100. And then you see comic book guy waddling out with a wheelbarrow full of tacos going, this should provide adequate sustenance for the Doctor Who marathon. Very nice comic book guy. Thank you, thank you. I, I wish I could say that it was intentionally good. Um, <laughs> this should provide adequate sustenance. <laughs> so I, all I can think is, man, now that all that classic Who's on there, I'm going to have to have a taco party. I'm in. That's a way to spend a weekend. Doctor Who and tacos. Three of the 12 to 20 people I will invite will understand the reference. <laughs> that's not a bad percentage. You know, There's a lot of geek yeah. stuff out there, so that's not a bad percentage. Um, but <sighs> the, the, the most positive thing about this trailer was that Clara says, I don't even know who you are anymore. That makes me happy because I hate Clara, so I don't care what happens to her. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm behind on Doctor Who. I don't know who Clara is. Well, I'm holding. I, I'm not holding my breath. It's still Moffat running the show, and I fucking hate him with this passion of a thousand suns. But um, it's we're, it looks promising in the sense that we might go back to classic Who and the, and the science and, and angry Doctor and yeah, that I'd be excited for. I am, because, yeah, Chris Eccleston is still my doctor. I started with number nine, and I like a badass post-war doctor wearing a leather trench coat that just wants to beat the shit out of people. Fuck Doctor Who, I'll take Torchwood. Um, <laughs> yeah. Christopher Eccleston was my first doctor as well, but I I I claim David Tennant as my first as my doctor. Captain Jack Harkness. I like Tennant. He was really good. Jack I like Harkness. Harkness. I wish I wish we'd gotten one more season of Eccleston. Just just one yeah. more. Yeah, just one more season would have been great. Because we'll look at the chat room right now. But... Uh, Neil has said new Doctor looks solid, and Mike has said he's in for it. He's into. Yeah, I I need to go watch the trailer. All I watched is just all I saw was just the promo image. But even the promo image was fucking extremely well done. He looked like a badass. So August twenty third is when Doctor Who comes back. I'm really, I'm really hoping that you know we 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 hit back to what it used to be. Um, before so August twenty third. Yeah. So by then you'll have all seen Guardians of the Galaxy five times, and you'll need a break from it, and you can go watch something else. So you can Guardians of the Who. Galaxy comes out on my birthday, so yeah, that's a thing. August first, baby. So excited. Time. I am off that weekend. 
it's it's going to be wonderful. The <laughs> <laughs> so next weekend I'm off. <laughs> and now Anyways. we all know that we get to look for the Nathan Fillion cameo. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, so we should probably start wrapping things up because I'm looking at the time here, and I'm like, oh, crap, I know people have stuff to do. So real, things. real quickly, what are you guys getting into in the week ahead? And we'll start with the birthday boy himself. Oh, man. And what have you been getting um, into, I guess, too, is the better <laughs> statement. So let me run down. These are the games I played uh, yesterday at my big, my big bad board game birthday bash. Uh, uh, I played Galactic Strike Force, which is by Greater Than Games. The guys I haven't gotten to play that yet. Is it good? It's pretty good. If you like Sentinels of the Multiverse, you're probably going to like Galactic Strike Force. If you don't like Sentinels of the Multiverse, uh, first of all, what's wrong? What's, what's wrong? Let's right? talk. <laughs> Why uh, do you hate second your all, life? <laughs> and second of all, there is enough different in it that you might enjoy it, but it, it does feel like it's the same team of guys. So I, you know, it, it might be worth a shot if you are not a huge Sentinels of the Multiverse fan just to give it a shot and see if some of the differences appeal to you more. But uh, I like quick. it a lot. Quick question, Ryan. I've played the DC Deck Builder, and I've played the Marvel Legendary Starter Kit. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Sentinels of the Multiverse. How does it compare to those two? They're, it's really not fair to compare them because they're completely different games. Um, Sentinels of the Multiverse hoves a little bit closer to Legendary in that it, it's, um, it's cooperative. And you're teaming up against a villain, but there's okay. no deck building. You have a single hero with a fixed deck, and you're using their powers and abilities in conjunction with the other player's um, I okay. prefer Sentinels to Legendary. I finally got to play Legendary. I prefer Sentinels, but uh, I need to give Legendary a few more plays before I can really definitively be like, here's why I like it better. Um, but uh, I also played, let's see, I played Bang Dice. Bang is a uh, hidden roll card game that's a, a pretty big classic in, in gaming communities. The Dice game I like better. It reminds me a lot of Games like uh, King of Tokyo or Zombie Dice, where you're kind of pushing your luck in order to get an effect. Very fun. Good party game. We played One Night Werewolf, which is a streamlined version of Are You a Werewolf or Mafia. Uh, That's fantastic. Um, Got to play a couple turns of a great big tactical war game called Kemet, which is amazing, and it's a gorgeous game. I won't go too deep into it, but it's ancient Egypt. It's gods and monsters, and I had a dude on a giant scorpion running around killing everything. It was amazing. Um, And then finally I played Android Netrunner, which is my current favorite card game of all time. It's Matt Gibson, Steampunk, Cyberpunk uh, at its finest, and we played a buttload of it, and it was a ton of fun. Um, What else? I finished Clone Wars on Netflix. Amazing. It single-handedly rejuvenated my my interest in Star Wars. Um, to that end, I ended up picking up all of Wave 4 of the X-Wing Miniatures game. Very Ooh, cool. nice. Notes to the table. And uh, Jeanette is actually going to be picking up everything from our pull box uh, on the way home. So we've got uh, hopefully some more Miss Marvel, some more Captain Marvel, um, the uh, New Warriors, She-Hulk, um, the new uh, the new Hulk series, uh, Magneto and Nightcrawler. I think the new New Warriors series is awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a slow start for me, but I've been I've been enjoying where it's been going so far. So I'm curious to see see where they take it. I've been really really liking uh, both the new She Hulk and the new Miss Marvel, though. Like 
really They're solid. They're both stuff. fantastic. Oh, and the new Iron Fist. I'm reading the new Iron Fist, and that's amazing. He punches guys. That's the Carrie Andrews one, right? I believe so, yeah. The artwork on that is fucking spectacular. Yeah, it's real good. I don't have anything that exciting, man. I played Watch Dogs, and that's really <laughs> about it for excitement. I think that's been your what you've been into the last three weeks, and you yeah, keep that... complaining about the game. You're like, I played Watch Dogs. The, the side yeah. quests are fantastic. Yeah. That's all I'm doing right now is side quests. You, you know who you are, Chris? You're fucking Captain Me. Captain Me? I'll take Captain it. Captain Me. Someone designed me a logo. <laughs> it sounds like a South Park character. I'm, I'm pretty positive that Steven just did. That's not a logo for Captain And it's already done. <laughs> um, I'll go. If Chris is done. Go ahead, I don't really have much. I haven't done much insane. Um, so yesterday at Ryan's party, I played in Marrying Mr. Darcy, which, if you're a Pride and Prejudice fan, the game is amazing. I haven't actually read Pride and Prejudice since high school. I haven't seen any of the movies but I, that game is just amazing. and um, that, I'm already pointed, disappointed. I thought it was a game based on Married with Children. <laughs> the, what was pointed out to us is that... Um, God damn it, Sockman. <laughs> Marcy Darcy, motherfucker. Marcy Darcy. Uh, at the table um, we were sitting at, Ryan was at the opposite side of the room with my boyfriend and one of our friends whose girlfriend we were playing with, and every time we were talking about marriage... Every man got this look on their face. <laughs> you shouldn't of threaten fear people with and of it's not fear nice. and oh, it was wonderful. No, it was hysterical. Anyways, that game was awesome. Um, on top of that, I am reading Changes of the Dresden Files universe. I cannot handle this book. I am just like every time I read a chapter, I'm just like, I, why am I doing this to myself? I'm I am so emotionally attached to these characters, and just just bad things are happening. <laughs> um, I picked up Animal Crossing for the Nintendo DS, so I've been playing New Leaf. Um, I have been. Uh, what have I been watching? What was I watching? Porn. No, I was actually watching the the new An episodes Arrow. of of. Um, You're supposed to be watching Arrow. My Little Pony. Uh, <laughs> which is totally not Arrow <laughs> at all. What the fuck? <laughs> My Little Pony. <laughs> Arrow. <laughs> yeah, um, you have to you have to watch three episodes of Arrow before you can watch an episode of My Little Pony. Three to one ratio. No. Work your way through it. Ryan, you're muted. I hear you talking. Not, not, there, talk. There's man candy in Arrow for you at the very least too, so you gotta watch it. That ratio, Bachman, is literally horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seven episodes okay. into Arrow, and right. I'm three episodes into My Little Pony. Come on. Yeah, so quit watching My Little Pony and go watch Arrow. It's well, awesome. Arrow starts again on October 6th, so you better get caught up by then. I've got time! <laughs> yeah, it's going to be October 5th, and she's going to be on episode uh -huh. 9 of season 1. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm calling it now. Probably. Uh, what else? I think that was it. I think I had something else, and now I can't remember it. It's kind of like the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all over again. Go, Anthony, go! Alright, uh, I finished the first season of Green Lantern on Netflix and got back into uh, The Clone Wars. I'm still only like halfway through the first season of that, so 
I've got tons of awesome Star Wars shit to watch, so I'm loving oh, that show. So, so good. It gets so, so good. Yep, and I'm waiting for uh, my next paycheck. The state of Idaho is giving us a little tiny bonus check, so I'm thinking part of that I'm going to actually be able to buy my uh, graphic novel, the Stephen Zahn Star Wars trilogy that I have sitting in my cart on Amazon for the last like month and a half. It's the one item in my cart. It's just sitting there. It's I'm so waiting good, for yeah. me to have the allowance to afford it. So yeah, so I'll be getting that. Um, still, you know, coloring geek four or five days a week, and then in my little what little bit of off time I'm giving myself, I'm playing uh, Wildstar. We actually uh, had a blast last night. My wife and my uh, friend and his wife all went to the Boise Music Fest while I was home coloring, and when they came over last night, Marv brought his laptop. Our other two buddies in town were at at their houses on Wildstar. So Mar brought his laptop into my office, and the four of us went on a, a little mini-adventure, kind of like a mini-dungeon in Wildstar with the four of us all playing at the same time. Fucking had a blast. That game is so much fun. Anybody that's ever played an MMO, it's worth trying Wildstar, at least for like a trial period, just to check out how much fun it is and the comedy they put in it. Because some of the characters are just fucking ridiculous. Good stuff. Cool. So I think we've just got everyone hit up there. So that's going to wrap up the show for this. Let me look in the chat room real quick and see what people are saying. Holy crap, I missed a lot. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, lots <laughs> of stuff about the Ninth Doctor. Da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, uh, Chris has said he's seen the leaked Flash pilot and that it was wonderful. I, I refuse to watch it, but I, I want to watch the real show when it comes out. Yeah, that show's going to be awesome. I just Another remake. I don't pirate anymore, guys. I can't do it. I don't have the energy. Guys, he's just lazy. If I was yeah. lazy, I'd pirate it instead of waiting. Tomato, tomato. I'm actually, I'm running the same. I, I've been in that boat, Chris, for like the last six years of my life. Like, it's just, there's so much shit to watch legitimately now that... I could pirate something and then deal with all of the like. Is it is it their good quality? Is it the right one? Did I just download a porn virus? Yeah. Uh, no, I can just watch it on Netflix right now. It's yeah, but who downloads porn anymore? You can just stream it. Yeah, I, there's there's I, no reason to download porn. I can I can say honestly that I am I am one of a small set of people that have accidentally downloaded porn because I it was labeled <laughs> it was labeled as something else on, on a BitTorrent site. Nice. No, I've done that. I've done so, that. So as we're wrapping up, Draftsman wants to let everyone know, 14 minutes in, in, in the soccer game, and the score is 0-0, Mexico and Netherlands. Woo! So, you know why? Because soccer is fucking soccer. boring. Soccer talk on ATGN! Yeah! Yeah, Ryan, I've got 274 things in my Netflix Instant Queue. I don't need to pirate anything. Hey, no, yeah, I have no. enough TV shows on there to keep me busy for the next five years. And by then, I'm pretty sure a couple more things will come out. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> yeah. Just just a bit. So guys, looking at the time, we really do need to wrap up because I have to run as well. Uh, a big thank you for the birthday lad himself, one Ryan, for joining us today. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, thank you. You're old. Congrats thank on hitting a milestone. <laughs> Feel free to come heckle Naki when she turns the big three up. Oh, absolutely. Got a year. Oh, definitely. Got a yeah. year, bitches. <laughs> I turned 29 this year. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's the last birthday you'll enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> a big thank you to everyone we had in the peanut gallery this week, aka the chat room. It's been awesome having you all in there. Sorry we didn't get to talk about all of your comments as they came in because sometimes we yes, just there actually had... was a lot of stuff. Yes, there was. So big thank you, and we hope to see you guys again every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, 8 a.m. Pacific, when we record ATGN po- All Things Good and Nerdy Podcast over at live.atgnpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows in the Gunna Geek Network over at gunnageeknetwork.com. We've got a show to suit pretty much any of your tastes. And the spiffy new forums! And new forums for you to go and chat about the shows and to give us hate messages if you want, because we'll be posting all the shows in the forums as well. So if we said something you absolutely hate on this episode, go to the forums, leave a comment in there, and we'll get it on the next show. Bring it on. Or we'll just mock you mercilessly. One of the two. I haven't haven't asked. Mock, mock. Mock, mock, mock. So, any any final closing thoughts before we wrap up, guys? Mock, 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 mock. I'm going to go with... Uh, and I'm going to end with <laughs> so thanks for joining us guys and we will see you next week bye thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of all things good and nerdy on the Gun and Geek podcast network you can find ATGN in a variety of places some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio in fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network, where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message, and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.